Well, good morning, everyone. It is a great day. Genesis chapter something. If we forget, we can always start over. We, if we start over chapter one, we can go through it a little bit quicker, since you all already got most of that down. Anyways, hmm, I guess not, huh? No humor. You guys aren't, you aren't laughing this morning, man. What's, how come we're not laughing? 30, Genesis chapter 30. Jacob, 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 Jacob. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for everybody that came out. Uh, Lord, just thank you for a church that we could be in. And uh, Lord, just uh, on a Sunday morning, Lord, the heat's on. Uh, everything seems to work as it should. Uh, Lord, we got parking lots, Lord, and we uh, got parking spaces, Father. What a blessing that is. We got some room for others to come, Lord. I just pray that you'd uh, uh, use this little church for your honor and your glory. Uh, just thank you for a Bible, most of all. Thank you for our Lord and Savior. Uh, died, Lord, and, and shed his blood at Calvary that we could have eternal life. What a blessing that is. Lord, I just pray for the, the classes this morning, that you'd uh, bless uh, the teachers, Lord, and that you'd bless our class here this morning. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jacob is an interesting guy. I like Jacob. Uh, Jacob is uh, in, my name is James. James is Jacob uh, in Hebrew. Uh, it, it, when they translate it over, it's, it comes to so I'm, I'm a Jacob. I tell everybody, I said, if you deal with me, deal with me as a Jacob. So you'll know that I'm going to try to get the best deal out of you I can. Uh, Beth thinks that she had woohoo on her head when I bought her uh, or found her. I told her she didn't. I, I said she was really the most expensive thing I've ever bought in my life. Uh, it has cost me everything. Uh, I tell people that all the time. They look at it like it's crazy. But uh, young guys, you want a woman, she's going to cost you. Uh, if you do it right, if you do it right, it's going to cost you everything you got. It's the best thing you'll ever get. I'm telling you right now, but it'll, it'll cost you everything. It'll change your whole life. And uh, it'll, you'll go from lonely to broke. <laughs> but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Jacob, Jacob is really getting it here. He's getting four of them. And go down. I think we, we stopped last week at uh, uh, verse 21. I'll just re redo that one. Uh, verse 21, uh, 30, 21. Jacob, Jacob is with Laban now and and uh, he's, got his, he's got his wives, and he's, he's all, he's, Rachel's having a problem because she can't get a, get a, have a kid, and she's trying to blame Jacob for it. And says, afterwards, she bare a daughter named, his, uh, named her Dinah. Uh, so this is the end of, of the bearing, all except for Rachel. Rachel is going to have a couple kids after this. And, uh, and the mandrakes, she, she wanted mandrakes, and she wanted, uh, Reuben went out and got the mandrakes. And, and mandrakes, like I said last week, was something they used to, uh, help fertilization, and it, it didn't really work. They did a lot of stuff. I'm going to talk about a few more things here in a few minutes. Uh, they did a lot of stuff back then that uh, herbs and stuff of that nature to, to cause things to happen. Uh, but really, when it all gets down to it, it's the hand of God. And we have got to a place where we learned how to trust uh, everything but God. And the hardest thing you'll ever do and it, is to learn to trust the Lord. Uh, and it, it, that comes with time. It's nothing that you, there's no bottle you can open. There's no pill you can take. Uh, it has to be life. You have to go through life. I needed everything that has ever happened to me up to this point to get me where I'm at. I needed it. I, had to, I remember back when I was just a baby Christian, just got saved. I needed everything that happened the way it happened, exactly how it happened, to get me to the next step, to get me to the next step, to get me to the next step, to get me to where I was at. Uh, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's an amazing thing when you start looking back. I thank God for everything he's ever done. That's the difference between a joyful Christian and somebody who's miserable. And you'll look back and say, why did the Lord do that to me? Uh, I, I remember Jesse one time, she was, uh, it was a blessing, man. She, she came up and she was mad at me because 
She said if I'd have beat her more when she was a kid, she'd have been a better, I think, either violinist or piano player or something. And I looked at her and I said, hey, I can start that like right now if you want. <laughs> and she goes, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but, but she was thanking me for basically in a kind of a roundabout way of doing to her and making her take the lessons that she took. And now she's taking that thing and went off. And, and just like everybody else, when you give them something, uh, it's for them. You ought to do stuff. I said that Wednesday night. Ezra said, hey, we need to stop and we need to find a way for us. But it's not just about us. It's also for our little ones. And then a way, what are we going to do with what God gives us? Uh, you know, the hardest thing you never get somebody, it's like people say, you always talk about money. No, the first thing is about you and a relationship with Jesus Christ. The second thing is once you got the relationship is about you and the little ones. What are you going to do with the little ones God gives you? The third thing is your substance. He cares about that last. If he's got the other two things, he's got you. I had a preacher one time told me, he said, all I want, I don't really want you. I just want your wallet. I'm like, well, that's a weird thing to say. I said, really, if, if the Lord has me, you got my wallet. But why would you want just my wallet? I mean, that's, that's just a crazy thing. It sounds like to me you just want to spend money, but that's insane. Anyways, verse 22, it says, and God remembered Rachel. God never forgets. If you think he forgets you, he has never forgot you. Uh, we, we forget him, but we, we, he never forgets us. And God hearkened to her and opened her womb. Uh, sometimes women do not have babies because women do not have babies because God says no. Uh, if you can't have babies and you can't have babies, uh, it could be the guy's fault. It could be the lady's fault. It could be all kinds of faults. Uh, it could be anything. I mean, but, but the thing is, is a joyful Christian, a joyful person will take whatever the Lord gives and dishes out and just be thankful for it. Uh, I'm, I'm still thankful. Like I said, I'm thankful for everything the Lord's ever given me or not given me. I'm thankful a lot of times he hadn't given me all the stuff that, you know, you say, well, I wish I had a lot of money. Well, I don't know, man. I might do something with a lot of money. It might have changed everything I had. Uh, this life is only so long. 60, 70 years. David, David, a man after God's own heart, only lived 70 years. 70, that's it. I'm 65. That gives me five more. Some of you in her are over 70, uh, and you're on borrowed time. <laughs> I'm telling you, you better do something quick. Uh, but but <laughs> you got to get used to that. So, man, that's, that ought to, you ought to look at that thing and say, man, I never thought I'd get to the age of drawing Social Security. I thank God for all you young people putting money into that thing. Amen. Every week, I, every month, I get that check and like, praise God, I look at that, man. I got a check here. And I said, these young people are productive citizens. But uh, you never think you're going to get that old, but you do get that old. But there comes a day when you have to step aside and, and take care. We, got, we just let you all know we're, we're in the process of buying the property up on the hill. Uh, and everything laid out is pretty good. Everything's set up. They're, they were ready to do the closing on the, the 28th. Uh, we may never see, I may never see uh, anything done to this property, like put a building on the front. We now, the land with that there, uh, that gives us the land to do just about anything we want to do. This, this church is now, the footprint of the church is set to where down the future, anywhere, if anybody, the next people who take over, the next person who takes over from me, I may be long gone, and they'll say, okay, hey, man, let's put a building on the front. The church has grown to that level. We have the ability to do it. We can control what goes on in the boundaries of this church to keep, we help our community by taking care of the things that we're taking care of, and, and we're still out of debt. And we, I mean, I, said, I like that, man. I said, I said, Lord, that's the way you work the things out always. I said, but it's for the next generation. 
We need to take care of ourselves here today. I got it. But we need to start planning if we want our church to be here and help people down the future. I want to be in heaven. Now, see, I'm a Jacob. I want to be in heaven and hear that ching, 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 ching. Anchor just did some more ching, 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 ching. And, and the Lord said, hey, look at that. His treasures are continually growing until he finishes. Everything you ever do in this life is, is uh, accumulating on that other side. And even after you're gone, the things that you have done in life will accumulate. That's why it's very important to watch what you're doing. Jacob, Jacob, everybody thinks God forgets. He don't forget nothing, man. He's sitting there and he's watching. He's going to do something with this lady right here that is probably one of the greatest things that occur in your Bible. She's going to have a son named Joseph. And Joseph is going to have to go through some things in his life to get him to the place where the Lord wants him. But there's like 150 particulars about Joseph that makes him the perfect type of Jesus Christ. If you want to see a man after, I mean, a man that pictures Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, you're looking at the guy that she's getting ready to have. And, and Rachel doesn't know that. And so she probably doesn't understand why she had to go through what she's went through. She's probably, probably a very cute young lady. And all of a sudden, she thinks she's this, and she's that, and she's this. And the Lord says, i got to knock you a couple slats out from under you, get you right where you need to be, because I'm going to give you a son that you're going to need to do something with. And it just so happens when she has her second son, she passes away. The Lord takes her home. But uh, God remembers Rachel, and, and God hearkens to her. She's been crying out to God. You know, sometimes your prayer life needs to come in there. You ever read this Old Testament and just stopped and looked at yourself in this thing? Sometimes God doesn't give you what you think you want because he wants you to ask him over and 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 over again. Somewhere down the road, you'll realize, maybe I don't need that. Maybe I don't need it right now. Maybe this wouldn't be too good for me if I got this. I remember when he told me on the ship, two years before I ever met Beth, he told me, he said, I could take you to the rack on the ship Well, the ship has been sold or something. I don't even know if Ponce is still there. But if the Ponce was in the yards, I could take you right to the rack where I had my head bowed down and I was praying. The Lord said, I'm going to give you desires of your heart. Well, the desire of my heart was a wife. And I already knew what he was talking about. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, the first thing, my whole Bible comes into my head. And I'm like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 wait, whoa, stop. I said, uh, I said, Lord, what you give me may be bad for me. I said, if you give me the desires of my heart, the heart is deceitful and wicked. And who may know it? You ever examine yourself? Whether you be in the faith, I mean, really, when, when the Lord says, I'm going to give you something, have you ever thought, wait a second, why, I like Gideon, man. Gideon, the Lord says, I want you to go down there, and you're going to uh, be the one in charge of taking over, and, and all these people dying down there. We're going, to, we're going to defeat all this army. And Gideon, like, wait a minute, I want to make sure you're in this thing. And he stops it, and he says, uh, he says I want it to get wet here and dry here, and, and the Lord does it. And you think once it be, no, 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 Gideon says, I got to know this really. I got to know this for sure. And let it be dry here and wet there. And, and it's that way. And then Gideon knows that he goes down. And then he goes down there and he listens. And the guy says, a, a thing tumbles through, a tumbleweed tumbles. And he goes, it's nothing more than the, the sword of Gideon. I'm like, how in the world did you get that out of that? I mean, how in the world did somebody in the other army over there get that that was Gideon? They already know it's over. It's toast. Well, sometimes you need to ask God. So I asked God. I said, wait a second, Lord. I said, you said you're going to give me desires of my heart. I said, and this thing may be bad. I said, but however, comma, if it's what you think I need, whether it's good or bad for me, and the outcome is good or bad, I said, I don't care. I said, whatever you think I need, that's what I want. Because there may be something in me that needs to come out 
that you know needs to come out. And I don't know that, but I know that by this book, you, you do things different than everybody else. And I said, if, if this is what you want, that's what I want. And I'm sitting there with my head bowed, and it sure as God's my witness, that verse went right back through my head again. I'm going to give you desires of your heart. Now, now, here's the next thing. Do you believe what he just said? Well, I still lived on the ship. I didn't meet Beth for two more years. I got me a house trailer, a real nice oak wood trailer. I mean, my, this thing was solid oak all the way through. This was a beautiful trailer. Out in the parking lot, out in the Chesapeake out there, I got a place to live. I got all the furniture. I got everything in this house, man. I got a bedroom suit. I got everything, man. I got it all. I was, was like sitting at a table, and I had a nice oak table that I finished. I mean, real nice oak, oak chairs, the whole thing. And I'm sitting there with a plate and a knife and a fork. I'm like, well, where's, where's the Beth? And then I, go to, then I go to, in a step all the way around, I, I find a place where in, in uh, Norfolk, uh, the diamond exchange, and I go in there and they, this guy, Jew, shows me how to look at diamonds, which I didn't think he did a very good job, but he did an excellent job because when I went over to Israel, uh, the lady over there caught what I was doing and I bought my diamonds in Israel for a ring for a girl. I didn't even know who she was yet. And I had that ring all set up. I knew exactly the ring I made for her. This is the ring I want to give my wife. It wasn't we go into a jewelry store and she, no, no, no. This is the one. It had three diamonds on it, one for the father, one for the son, and one for the Holy Ghost. All three around. The lady said, I've never seen one like that. This was back in uh, 1989. There wasn't any in that place like that. And I said, I want it just like that. And they made my diamonds just exactly the way I wanted them. Uh, And I still didn't know who she was. You know what's wrong with a lot of us? The reason I'm saying that is God tells us something and then we don't act on it. We think, well, we got to get proof. Well, there comes a place where proof, you've just exceeded the proof you need. What he's looking for, are you going to do something with what he just gave you? That's where faith comes in. You know what Jacob has got to learn? He's got to learn some things here. You know what Rachel had to learn? Is that she had to learn how to trust God and not blame Jacob. It's not, it's not Jacob, although he's my husband. The problem's not Jacob. The problem is me. And Rachel got that. Uh, it was the Lord that withheld children from Rachel, and it was the Lord that opened her womb. Second uh, Chronicles sixteen twelve says this: And Asa, in the thirtieth and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his feet, until the, his disease was exceedingly great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, uh, to the Lord, but to the physicians. You know what's wrong with us? We never go to the Lord, and the Lord mentions men like that and ladies like that. Because we want to do everything else. And he shows you these stories through here. He goes, is there not a God? Is there not a God in Israel? Is there not a God? I'm telling you, there is one. And his name is Jesus Christ. King of kings and Lord of lords. And he hears and sees everything we do. He knows what we do and what... He already knows our future. He already knows what you're going to do. Uh, you say, well, that's Calvinistic. No, I'm just telling you, he already knows your heart. And he knows what, he told, he told uh, he, uh, the two angels up at the side of the mountain with Abraham. He said, don't you ever read your Bible? He said, do I not, I'm talking to the angels, Michael and Gabriel, do we not know what Abraham's going to do? Do I not know what Abraham's going to do with his children? I already know how he's going to raise his children. That's my friend right there. I already know what he's going to do. He's going to do this. Hey, uh, Moses uh, and Pharaoh, he didn't harden Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. The Lord said, I am sure that he will not let you go. Why? Because I already know what he's going to do. I already know the pride and the arrogancy. Only by pride cometh contention. Yes, there's a couple things you need to start. We need to examine ourselves on what's there. Envy, pride, all that stuff. Paul don't just say that stuff, and Peter don't say that stuff over just to say it. 
You need to look at yourself and say, are these pieces in my character, uh, in, my, in my makeup, do I have this? Am I prideful? Am I arrogant? Uh, I've had people say I'm arrogant. I'm not arrogant. I'm just sure. When you're sure about something, you, that's not arrogance. That's just sure. I'm sure about something. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, you ask me about God, and you, you start putting something between me and the Lord, and you're toast, man. I said, I'll, I'll do just about anything uh, to be at peace with everybody that I can possibly be at. But you start hurting God's people, or you start getting between me and the Lord, you're toast. I'm telling you quick, man, you're toast. There, that, is a, that is a no work zone for anybody, man. I mean, I just, and, and people say, well, why would you do that? Because that's what God gave me to do. And I ain't going to allow anybody to hurt somebody. I just refuse to do it. You say, man, you're awful mean. I've had people say, you're awful mean. You're right, I am. You get me mad, man, about certain things. And it's just, you can't, because that's the Lord's. That's the Lord's stuff. And, and what's wrong with most people is we don't, we don't, he, he made us a shepherd. He made me a shepherd. I get to be a shepherd of a bunch of sheep. <laughs> That's you guys. You say, why would you do that? Why would you get a house back here? Why would you get like, because I'm trying to take care of you guys. So that later on down the road, if something happens, you guys are taken care of. You young people, this is your church, man. It isn't mine. It's yours. It's ours. But it's going to be yours probably longer than it's going to be mine. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm okay with that. I get to be like David. David got Solomon set up so Solomon could go out and do what God wanted him to do. Uh, maybe that's all I get to do is set some things in, in place. And the Lord, I'm happy with that, man. If, that, if the Lord will use, if the God of this, man, he's outside. The God outside of this universe can look down into this thing called a universe and pick out a little planet down here called the Earth and pick out a country called the United States and pick out Ohio and pick out Dayton and pick out Anchor Baptist Church and use me on a Sunday morning, that's amazing. That just amazes me that he can do that. And people say, well, yeah, but you don't really know if that happened. Wait till you die and see what happens. <laughs> I would hate to take the chance. I tell everybody, I'm already, I'm already settled, so you couldn't talk me out of it if you wanted to. But if logic, logic says there's a heaven, there's a hell. Okay. I don't know why anybody would want to go there. I mean, to me, that just doesn't even sound good. No, no part of that ever sounds good. Well, over here, you're going to get beaten, whooped, and everything else. You might be naked for a while, but it sounds a whole lot better than that. At least over here, it's going to be over one day, and I get, I'll, maybe give me some blue jeans or something uh, to wear for eternity. I don't know what I'll, if it gets really that bad. But I mean, it, it, I'll be with Jesus forever. And I'll be with all the angels forever, and I'll be with, Paul will be there, and everybody else will be there. Maybe Paul will walk by and say, man, Mike, you blew it when you down there, but aren't you glad you're over here and sat over there? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm a, I said, the rich man's been over there for 2,000 years at least, and he's still over there burning. I'm like, the two don't even make no sense to me. That doesn't even make no sense. That just makes no sense. There's a lady got saved last Sunday, and uh, we were sitting there. I was talking to her right down here after the service. I went down and talked to her, and I asked her, I said, uh, are you saved? And she said, no. Well, Beth, Beth had told me that she had said before she was not saved. And uh, so I asked her, I said, uh, so why aren't you saved? She goes, I don't know. I said, well, have you got any religion in your background? She goes, yeah, I'm Protestant. And Beth said she was sitting down here singing all the songs. I mean, had the songbook in her hand and singing Amazing Grace or whatever song. She was singing every one of them. Lost. Knowing she's lost. I'm sitting there going, I said, why don't you get saved? And she goes, I don't know. I'm just, I'm afraid of what's going to happen over there. And I'm like, who cares what's going to happen over there? We already know what's going to happen over there. 
I said, that's just not a good place to go. And she, it, it, was, it, was, it was kind of just a laugh and a joy in the thing. I already knew she was going to get saved. I said, look, I said, sis, if I pray with you, will you, you accept Jesus Christ? Will you pray? She goes, yes. You know what she's looking for? It's somebody to help her. So I, I showed her everything in the Bible. She said, yeah, I believe that. I believe Jesus Christ died for me. I believe I'm a sinner. I believe he rose from the grave. I believe he's in heaven right now. I said, over here in, in Romans, I said, you got to ask. And I showed her that. And she, I said, have you ever asked? She says, no, I have never. And I said, wouldn't you like to ask right now? And she said, yeah, I would. And we sit there and prayed, and she trusted Christ, walked out there with a smile on her face. You say, what, did she get saved? I made the offer. The Lord made the offer. I showed her the offer. She took the offer. That's all I can say. Uh, and she had some joy in her heart. God remembers. He remembered Rachel, and he hearkened unto her. The pro- Brother, we need to get a hold of God. Anyways, verse 23. I can digress into this thing. Uh, people say, why does it take you so long to get through Genesis? Why would you want to read your Bible and just say, I read my Bible and not understand what it just said? And she conceived. Well, you know what happens when God gets involved? It happens. <laughs> uh, you can't stop God, by the way. Uh, I'm reading through Isaiah. Uh, I'm up. Oh, man, it just, it's amazing. I'm reading my Bible four times a year now, so I have to read twice as much as I used to read. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, I can't believe this. And it's like you're reading through Isaiah, and he goes, am I not God? I'm God. I'm the only one. There's no others. There's no before me, none after me, blah, blah, blah. He keeps, he keeps going. It's, it's like, Lord, I said, why are we so stupid? Why are we so ignorant? Why, why is the flesh so strong in our lives that, that we can't see? He goes, yeah, they make, he goes, they, they make a statue. I've been overseas, and I walked in these cathedrals and stuff, and they got these statues all over the place. And, I mean, you, you don't want to see something sad is you walk up and there's a statue up against the wall. They've got all the stations of the cross. And you see these, these ladies sitting here like this, kissing the statue, thing, and, and crying all over that statue. And it's just a statue. It's a piece of rock. I said, I'm sitting there looking at things. There ain't nothing there. Why would you do that? And you go into the basilica. I've been in the basilica a couple times uh, the, over in Rome. And Peter's on one side and Paul's on the other side. And everybody, I mean, the line goes for miles on this side to walk around and touch Peter's toe. And his toe, his big toe is stinking brass, where they done rubbed it off and kissed it off so many times, they had to make it brass because the concrete. Paul's over there, man, nobody's even on that side. That's the guy right there you should be going to see, but they don't want that. They, they, it's, they make stuff up, and God says, why would you do that when I'm real? Why won't you ask me? Why won't you talk to me? Brethren, this thing has to be developed. It is not something you're going to get in five minutes. It has to be developed. And the only way that thing can be developed, it isn't with anybody else. It's with you and him. Actually, him and you. It isn't nobody else in there. You can't get nobody else there. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God had taken away my reproach. Man, could you imagine a lady back then not having a baby and blaming everybody else? Hannah's sweet, man. Hannah's a sweet lady. Uh, she never blames her husband for not having a baby. She just takes it. Guess what? She takes it right to the altar, right to the place where she should be, and she lays it there, and she says, Lord, blah, 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 whatever she says. And Eli watches her, thinks she's drunk. Isn't that a shame that the man of God standing there, when somebody actually comes up and tries to get a hold of God, he thinks she's drunk? That shows you the condition of the hearts of all the people. That's usually what happens. Here's a strange lady. That shows you there's only very few people that ever get that. Hannah was one of them. And when, when she looked up, Eli finally caught the thing and said, hey, you'll get what you had just asked for. Whatever you just asked for, you're going to get. Rachel now has, the right, has it right with God. She, she got her heart right. She said, Lord, you're right. And, and she did that thing. And it says she conceived and bare a son. 
and, and said God had taken away my reproach. She gave the, the uh, credit to the Lord. Uh, she took, uh, took it away from blaming Jacob, which it wasn't Jacob's fault. Uh, what happens in your life is what we have come so far from Adam and Eve, I mean, uh, just eating an apple. Everything, the transgenders today is because Adam and Eve ate that apple. You say, it's just a bite of an apple. Yeah, it probably wasn't even a Honeycrisp. Uh, it's probably a gala or something like that, man. Some soft, stew. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's the tree of knowledge. Of good, it had to be a good apple. I'm sure it was really good. Uh, and, and people in Ohio really care about their apples, man. I mean, I've seen some people, I mean, to me, an apple's an apple. It's like grapes or grapes, but not here, man. I mean, it has to be this, it has to be that, it has to be that. We're going to go to the orchard. We're going to get right out of the orchard. I'm like, I would never go. I'd go to Kroger's, man. You go to the clearance area and get all you want for 99 cents. Just, just the way I think, man. I, and I, <laughs> Granny Smiths are terrible now. But that one apple, you would not think that the, all the sin that's taking place. You know any illness you have right now is because of that apple she ate? Anything that happens in our lives, death, death came because of that apple she ate. And, and Adam was right there with her. 6,000 years from that, this is what that thing has morphed out to be. That's why sin is wicked, and, and it's getting to be full right now. And she called his name Joseph, verse 24, and said, The Lord shall add to me another son, and she knows that. Uh, the well-favored, she was well-favored. She was really cute. She probably isn't as cute as she used to be. She's probably wore out. But all this stuff happened in a very short time. She's probably having Joseph uh, probably seven or eight years, nine years after, uh, maybe ten at the max, uh, ten years after uh, Leah, uh, her and Leah uh, get turned over to Joseph. Uh, the well-favored one has been humbled. Sometimes that's exactly what we need to do. She's the last, the last two sons that Jacob has is Joseph and Benjamin. Uh, she is no longer a fair woman without discretion. Uh, she, she is now, she's, she's hurt. I mean, she was hurt, but boy, she's happy now. She's like Hannah. Uh, the Lord's blessed her. But has become through refining. And, and you, and you got to get refined. Man, I tell you what, nobody wants to go through the fires. Nobody wants to go through the trials and the tribulations. Nobody, everybody wants, that's what's wrong with Americans today. We're, we're a spoiled bunch of brats. Uh, we're so used to getting what we want, how we want it, any way we want it, and we can go get the loans to get it and the debt and everything else to do what we want to do. Uh, we're just spoiled brats. And the Lord, uh, overseas, it's not that way a lot of times. I, I remember going to Romania, and, and you walk into their malls, and it was nothing like our malls, nothing. You walk into the mall, and they had escalators. They looked like they were something out of a junkyard, but they were there, and they worked. I mean, you'd get on one, and you didn't know if you was going to get to the top or not, but you got on it, and it'd take you to the top. You'd walk by. They'd have stored fronts all over the place, just like our malls, and their mall looked all dirty and dingy. They'd have glass cases and stuff with nothing in it. You walk into ours, man, and they're full of everything. I mean, until COVID. COVID seems to somehow brought us to the level of Romania for a while there, but you still got everything. You still got it all. Well-favored uh, has become, through the refining prov uh, fires of, of uh, privation and shame, a woman who deserves to be a mother. That's what the Lord's getting ready to do, but, but she's going to have another child, and she's going to be deprived of that. Uh, of the greatest type of Jesus Christ in the entire Bible, Joseph is the guy. Uh, and the great refiner who sits, go to Malachi 3.3. 3. Just read that verse real quick. 
Lord's going to refine some things in our lives. And sometimes uh, it's a point that a man wants to die. You only have a short period of time to accomplish something in life. Uh, even if you get a full life of 80 years, 90 years, you only got a short period of time. Uh, and that thing, James says it's a vapor. Your life is as a vapor. Uh, James, or uh, Malachi 3.3, 3, he says, And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall, uh, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. That's God. You know, now you're a son of God. You know what he's going to do to us? He's going to do the exact same thing. He's going to refine you. He's going to put the pressures on you. And I can't take the pressure. Well, then you're a whiny crybaby. You say, oh, well, you're not a very nice preacher. Well, I'm just telling you what you are, man. Uh, you need to learn how to take the pressure. The pressure needs, you need to deal with pressure. Uh, life's trials are so great sometimes, you need to think your way through processes. And everything you've been trained for, you need, I remember Balovich, man. That guy set me up. You talking about a setup? That guy hooked me up for 14 years down my Navy career. I was still benefiting from what that man did for me early. You know why he did it? He comes out to the thing one day, and I, I take the satellite dish off the antenna, man. I just took the entire fleet down, flipping two little switches out there. They should have just said it on a card. I mean, cards should have said, if you flip these two switches, you're going to really do some strange things here. The antenna's going to come offline. It didn't say that on the card. And I'm like, I did exactly what the card said do, just like I always did. And, and apparently nobody else does this check either because if they had done it, they had already corrected the card. And I go out there, me and Gary Bain, and I said, Gary, flip this switch here. Flip that switch. I heard this. It's a big old antenna, man. I mean, 60-foot dish on a five-story concrete pedestal. When it goes down into stove or into uh, all the way down, I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> I said, Gary, put those switches back. <laughs> and I walk in. I walk out the door, and here's Balovich. He's up on a second-story building. And, I mean, we're far away from, probably as far as the house is up on spinning. And he goes, Elliot, are you going to run? I'm, I'm walking, man. I'm like, da, 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 da. I just took the satellite dish off. I knew exactly what I did. I'm stationed in studios. I know exactly what I did. I said, sure, man, I'll run for you if that's what you want. I get up there, and we go over to the control panel. It's sitting right here. I said, well, sir, how are you doing today? And he goes, aren't you going to do something? I said, well, yeah, I am. I'm right here, right here, right where we're. He said, can't you? I said, sir. It's a five-minute timeout. I can't do nothing for five minutes. I can run around here for 10 minutes. You can, yeah, you can make me run around and do whatever you want. I said, there's nothing's going to happen for five minutes. This thing has got to time out. It has to reset all the solenoids and everything else so that when I get here, and I, I said, I'll get it back on the antenna in about three seconds on that satellite. I said, but I can't do nothing for five minutes. So we sit here and talk for a couple minutes. I see the meters go click, click, and I go right on the satellite. And he says, I want to see you in my office. I figured he's going to chew me out farming, all kinds of stuff. So I come in here with my, my tech manual. I have this tech manual about this big for that satellite antenna and all the stuff. And I walk in there and I bring the card with me and I open the tech manual. I said, sir, right here, you see, it says right here, if you flip this switch and you flip that switch, uh, you're going to take that satellite. That antenna is going to go into this position. Or whatever the two little pots are on that switch, it's going to go right where they're at. I said, those two little things are like these switches in here. I said, but that's remote. That's local. And as soon as you do that, I said, that's right there in the book. I said, but this card don't say that. I said, now this card is supposed to be done every year. I said, this satellite station has been here for 15 years. How come nobody's caught that up to this point? You know what he did? He looked at me and said, get out of my office and go fix that card. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I got the book. I got the book. I got the card. I did exactly what the card says. If you, if, now, see, if the three inspectors come in and you don't do exactly what the card, you fail. 
You can't make it up as you go. You got to do exactly what that card says. I did exactly what the card said. You say, what is all that got to do with anything? Man, you just trust God. You know, he's the, he's the refiner. You know what that guy was doing? He was putting pressure on me. And he was, and he kept, every time he tried to put pressure on me, I wouldn't crack. And he couldn't, that guy kept dumping and dumping and dumping. You know what he was doing? He was making me what I was. Because he knew down the road somewhere I was going to be out on a ship somewhere and the whole world was going to fall apart and I don't need to crack there either. So he said, I'm going to keep dumping pressure on that kid and I'm going to keep dumping pressure on that kid. I'm going to make a sailor out of that kid. You know what he did? He just kept doing it. And the Lord said, here, and, he, and the Lord kept showing me stuff and he kept dumping and the Lord kept showing me stuff and he kept dumping. It's like Joseph, man. I mean, it's just, I, got, I go through this book, I say, like, yeah, man, you did that to me and you did, and it was fun. You know what I found all the way through all that stuff? It was fun. I still look back, I tell everybody, I said, did you know I was in the Navy? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to me, it still, it was an exciting, every moment of that time down through there was with the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though I cried and I hurt and all the other, he got me through every bit of that stuff. You know, Rachel learned that, he learned, she learned that. You say, well, how in the world can you stay in one, two verses? Brother, I'm telling you what, it should take you a lifetime to get through this book. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that need, need not be ashamed. Reading it is one thing. Coming back and looking at it and studying it. Study, you should, you should look at that thing and say, how does that apply to me? Well, then the Lord, you know what the Lord did for Job? He put him through the fire. He actually told the devil where he was at. He said, if you consider my servant Job. Let me ask you a question. If the Lord did that to us, and I, or you, or me, what would you do when all that stuff starts falling down? Would you say, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord? You just lost 10 kids. All, everything you've had, you just lost. Peace. Somebody's trying to get in the door. That's the wrong door to come in, by the way. That's the funeral door. <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> I'll stop it. We put that door in so that, that the, they could roll caskets in and out of here. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, I, had to, I had a guy look at me one time and say, man, you're morbid. I said, no, man, that's what the door is there for. I got in a fight with a guy one day, and we was going to put that door in. Uh, and the door used to be right here. But when we added this on, we took this door. But before we could take that door, we had to build, build this, so we had to put a door there so you could get into this area anyways. But I said, that door needs to be there. And uh, we had a guy, and he said, man, you're Mormon, because I told him that. And the, I said, yeah, but me and this other guy was fighting. It was George, by the way. We were fighting over that door. I said, George, one of these days, you're going to thank me for putting that door in. I said, they're going to roll your carcass in. They're going to roll it back out. <laughs> and the guy looked at me and said, you're Mormon, man. I said, no. I said, I just, you look at the future. I've had funeral directors, everyone in this city that's ever used this church, said, Mike, you're one of the only churches that does that. You say, well, that's, it's, you think all the little stuff, man. You know, you, pressure, when pressure comes, man, you just, you say, well, if I do this, do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. When pressure comes, I've already done all this other stuff. It's the little things you have to worry about then. It's not the big things. Uh, that's why God takes a long time to work out in our lives. The Lord works it out sometimes. Anyways, back to this. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, verse 25, 30, 25, that Jacob said to Laban, send me away. Now here's Jacob. He's got 10 kids. Uh, 10 kids and, well, actually 11 and, and Dinah, one daughter. Man, that girl was, what a poor girl, man. I couldn't imagine having 11 brothers. 
Uh, and, it's, and it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service which I have done for thee. Now Jacob is going to start telling Laban basically what he had did. You've got to read between the lines here. I have done everything for all these years. Uh, Jacob has been in the employment of Laban probably 17, 18 years at this point. That's what he gets for cheating Esau, his brother. That's what he gets. And all this stuff, you know what God's doing? He's, he's putting Jacob through the fires. Uh, seven years for Leah. Well, he thought he was going to get Rachel. Oh, it, had, it was just like it was yesterday. And then the night comes and it's Leah the next morning. It must have been really dark, man. That's all I can say. Really, really, really dark. Laban must have went and put all the candles out, everything. And so he gets, he gets Lee, he wakes up in the morning. He goes, what'd you do to me? Well, the same thing you did your brother, but however, come on, let's stop there. Uh, then he gets Rachel, and, and Rachel gives him Billa, and, and uh, Leah gives him Zippla, Zilpa. And, and between all of them, uh, Leah gives him Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. And then uh, Bil, Bilha gives him Dan and Naphtali. Then uh, Zilpa gives him Gad and Asher. Then Leah kicks back in and chunks in uh, Issachar and Zebulun. And then the last one she has is Dinah. And, and Rachel has been watching this thing her whole time. And I mean, just could you imagine her being miserable? Uh, she's probably been watching this eight or nine years. And nothing, no kids, no nothing. And then all of a sudden she wakes up one morning and she goes, I don't feel too good. I don't feel too good. I feel sick. Oh, if anybody's been around a woman that's morning sickness, man, I mean, it's like, I've been out and see, I, I, can, I can almost understand a woman going through morning sickness. Out at sea, I mean, you just get nauseated all the time. I did anyways. And I just couldn't imagine nine months of that. At least we pulled into port and they pier side and you get off the ship, you get your sea legs back and you, you're back on the land and uh, you get over it. But man, nine months of that stuff would be crazy. But anyways, Rachel starts doing that. And, and then she catches on, she's pregnant, and then the joy starts coming in. I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. And then all of a sudden, she's watching everything. She's no smoking no more. I mean, the whiskey's went away. The drinking, if you get around anybody that's smoking, it's secondhand smoke, you got to get away. That's the way Beth was, man. She didn't smoke or anything after we got married. I don't think she smoked. She managed not to smoke for years after, before we got married. But, but I mean, it, uh, anything. Boy, when she had Andrew in her womb, that's probably what's wrong with him today. I mean anything. If she's driving down the road and somebody in front of her had a cigarette, she would stop and, and go another way. I mean, tell you, she, everything. Uh, she watched what she did. She, drinking this or drinking that or this or that, anything. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, and she did that with all the other kids too. But it's just amazing how all that stuff happened. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said, I could just imagine Rachel going through what she went through here. It's just an amazing thing. So Rachel, Rachel gets her, uh, gets, the baby, and it's the last one, well, the second to last was Joseph. Uh, it was an additional 10 years for all the children to be born. So here's Jacob, and he's got, he's got uh, all the little kids running around. The, the oldest one can't be more than eight or nine years old. Uh, and if you had that many boys, man, I'm telling you what, they were probably a little, whew. I couldn't imagine having, <laughs> I mean, all of them, if, if, if she had one a year, well, you had four, Rachel, Leah had four, and then, you throw the other ones in there so they can have them at different time frames because you're talking about four women having babies. Uh, but, I mean, they're all fighting back and forth. I, I just could imagine 11 sons, man. I mean, they're all vi vying for, for the alpha position, as people say. Uh, I mean, there's no alpha position, man. It's, I'm going to turn my phone off, by the way. 
Otherwise, somewhere in the middle of the service, people call, and I'm like, why in the world do they do that? Because they're stupid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but, but it goes on. Additional 10 years for the children to be born. Jacob is sitting there, has nothing to show for his labors other than his family. So in that time frame, he is working uh, for Laban to do everything he can. And, and at, at the end of 17, 18 years, he has absolutely nothing but a bunch of mouths to feed. And their little ones going, beep, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me. Uh, Jacob is uh, now, Jacob has nothing to show for his uh, labors other than his family. Jacob is ready to get on with his life. And Jacob gives the account of his resume to Laban. He's telling Laban, he goes, hey, man, I did this and I did this, and you had nothing when I got here, and now all of a sudden you got everything. I'm out of here. Uh, he goes, for thou knowest my service, which I have done to thee. They, J, uh, Jacob went out and took care of all of his sheep and everything else, and he says, let me go. Laban, though, he's, he's got that. Man, I was in a, an auto parts store yesterday getting a part, and it's an Arab guy, and he owns a place, and his son's Arab. His son seems like he's a decent kid, young man. Uh, he wants to trust people. This old guy, man, doesn't trust anybody. And he, some of the language that come out of that man's mouth, you can't trust nobody, blankety, blank, blank. I mean, just cuss word after cuss word after cuss word. And I'm sitting there just, I'm, I'm tolerating it. I'm, I'm, I understand where he's coming from, but, I mean, he's just, I could see this kind of environment sitting over there where uh, Laban and, and Jacob is going along. And Laban is sitting there and saying, listen to Joe, that's, that's, that's the, I ain't going to say who I am. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> But uh, Laban, Laban is trying to get the best deal for him. Uh, he's already got a good deal. 17, 18 years of what Jacob has been doing. He's got his kids, Mrs. Laban, Mrs. Laban, oh man, Laban's wife. She sees all these kids and like, oh, look at all my grandkids. And then she's got this one little girl, Dinah. Oh man, this girl's going to be messed up. I'll tell you right now. You give a little girl to a grandmother, it's over. Uh, just, it's just going to be messed up. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's just over. That kid is... You need to put her in a home somewhere for the deprived so she can grow up right. But, but a grandmother will spoil everybody. And, and now uh, Jacob wants to leave, so Laban's probably saying, oh, man, they leave, man. My wife's going to be all mad at me. And then not only that, he's like, I'm going to lose all this money, man. He's been making me lots of money, and uh, my other boys aren't doing it. None of my kids can do what he's, this guy's doing. Well, but the Lord said over, I'll bless them that bless thee. In, in Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 4, he says, I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse them that curse thee. And that was to Abraham, and Abraham had Isaac, and Isaac had Jacob. And that blessing runs right down to him, and Isaac blessed Jacob before he left. So that thing's on Jacob. Jacob is now starting. You see where the fiery trials had? Jacob is now starting to understand. 20 years into this thing, probably 17, I'm understanding exactly what this thing is. You know, sometimes people say, well, Mike, why are you the way you are? I've been doing this for 43 years. I heard Brother Spurgeon tell me the other day, we were sitting there talking, somebody came up, a young guy came up. He said, come back when you're 65 and talk to me. Basically, what he was saying is you're a moron until you're 65. I'm glad he said that because I was 65. <laughs> if I was 64, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm a moron. I can't say nothing. But, uh, but he, he is right. Uh, you know, sheer life. Life, life is, you know, uh, experience. Jacob, or... or uh, What's his name here? Laban says something about experience. Brother, experience is the worst thing you'll ever get. See, y'all look at me funny. Experience comes by trial and error and a waste of time. I like God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. 
in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know why I was good, E.T.? Because I don't waste time. I don't, I don't waste God's money. I don't waste the Navy's money. I don't, I don't go blow stuff up just to blow it up. And I don't tear stuff up to tear it up. I take my time and try to figure out what. So if I can do it the first time through, I'm going to do it the first time through. Around here, if I want to get it done right the first time, I get Mike. <laughs> I don't have to do it the second time. If it has to be done the second time, he does it the second time. I don't have to do it the second time. Why would you reinvent the wheel? But we say, oh, we got to have experience. Experience means you're doing it some other way than God said do it. If you do it the way God said do it, there's no experience involved. Do this. But I don't want to do that. I should have shut up because Jerry's over here probably dying right now. Do this. I don't want to do that. Do this. I don't know. We don't want to do it. Everybody looks at this world like it's somebody else's fault or somebody else's blame, or we can put the blame on, or we can do this, or point to our fingers. If it's just between me and the Lord, there is, there is no excuse. There's none. He's right, always, and I'm wrong. Or if I agree with him, I'm right in that case. So I think I'll just agree with him. I said, Lord, show me what to do. Well, I'm going to give you this. Okay, that's fine, but I want to know, is this really what you're saying, or is this like the other guy saying that? Is it just my flesh saying that, or are you actually saying that? Because if you're telling me to do this, I'm going to put everything I got into that, and I need to know. I need to know. I got to know it's you. I got to know it's you because I'm going to put everything I got into that thing. And uh, this church is sitting here today because of that. The Lord told me 15 years ago, and I, I'm, I'm walking around this building way before all this. It's falling apart. And the Lord's saying, are you sure you can do this? I'm like, yes, yes, I can do it. You know, just like any young preacher that gets a church and thinks that, you know, I've got a church, I'm a pastor now. No, I'm, I'm thinking like on a ship, captain says, can you do this? Yes, I can do that. How long is it going to take you? 15 minutes. It might be six months. It'd take me six months to figure it out. It'd take me 15 minutes to fix it. That's so they call me 15-minute Mike on the ship. That's, here comes 15-minute Mike. <laughs> and, it's, and they knew I was going to fix it. They just didn't know how long it was going to take to do it. But you tell the Lord something, and then you do it. Man, we're on the last room back here. It's a blessing. I'll shut up right here. Uh, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord had blessed me for thy sake. Experience, like I said, is a dangerous thing, man, dangerous. I'll get back into that next week. But uh, you don't want to, how many times are you going to experience something before you realize that's not what I want? Do you need to experience hell? Ah, no, 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 I just take God's word for it. It's a hot, burning place that, that you will never have no fun there. I like having fun. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the stories about Laban and, and Jacob and uh, Esau and uh, Lord just starts from Adam and Eve all the way down. It never ends.